This is the House of Boom podcast. I am your host, Eric Boom Salvary. This episode is a throwback to when I chopped it up with Dianette Stevens, one of my favorite trainers in the city. She is the embodiment of Beauty and the Beast. When you click on her page, you may see a beautiful face, but please understand she has not come to play because she is a beast for her workouts. Our conversation picks up around an interesting subject. I've seen many of trainer friends complain about this. However, I have been on the other side of the spectrum with someone of no knowledge, just trying to get to a better place. So the question we start off with is this. Is it okay to ask a trainer for tips? Let's talk about it. Okay. So let's get right to it. Since you gave them some live tips, is it rude to ask a trainer for tips? Let's go right to it. Talk um, about it. No, it's not that it's rude. As It depends on the value of the question. Because um, I get DMs all the time with people are like, hey, um, I have a question about, um, you know, what's a good glute exercise? Or, you know, what, what can I do at, the, at home that would, be, um, that would be sufficient to the gym? And, you know, depending on the... Um, it's okay to ask because, you know, if you don't have that knowledge, you would go to a doctor, you would ask, you, you go to a dentist, you would ask. Um, so go to a trainer that you see that, you know, has knowledge and ask. Where it becomes rude or where it becomes a little inconvenient to the trainer is, you know, the, the, the type of question that's being asked. If somebody says, hey, you know, I'm trying to cut and lean out and I don't know how to do that. And, you know, I've been doing this, this and that for, you know, lean out program and it hasn't worked. It, it, it becomes more in depth because every body and every person is different. So then I have to understand who you are as a person. That becomes more research for me. And then not only that, I hold four national certifications. So I am a precision nutrition coach and I am a nutrition coach, so I can help you. But think about the knowledge that's going to go behind that for me to get the correct numbers for you as a person to help you reach your goals. So it's not rude to ask. It is rude when you expect free information from someone who's certified. Again, you have a question, you go to a doctor, but you don't expect your insurance not to charge you when you go make that appointment, correct? Same thing with training. Right. Speaking of nutrition, I read an art. well, I read part of an article today where they were saying like nine out of 10 influencers give wrong nutritional advice. And I was like, wow, I never thought about that. I mean, I thought, you know, maybe it's like you get it 50-50, but can you talk about the importance of like going to somebody who holds a national certification for like nutrition as well as just personal training? So I think it's very important because in this process, it's 80% nutrition, 20% working out. And um, I hold a certification with Precision Nutrition One. Um, so I'm a certified nutrition coach. And that's different than a dietitian. And that's different than a nutritionist. A nutritionist and a dietitian, um, they go behind, you know, family history, genetics. Um, they can make, you know, meal plans. They can manipulate things based off of your blood type, you know, everything like that. Um, I'm a nutrition coach. So a nutrition coach means I have the understanding of nutrition and I can guide you uh, based off of what you eat um, and things like that. 
Um, and then I can give suggestions and, you know, make meal plans, but I can't specifically say, Hey, we're going to start you out on intermittent fasting and you're going to fast for two days. And then you need to do this, this, and that. I can't, I can't do that. Um, so that's the difference. And a lot of these influencers and a lot of people have to understand that just because they look good, doesn't mean that they're eating well. Every like It goes back to everybody's different. Some people are genetically blessed where they can eat, you know, whatever they want and still look lean and toned. Some people deal with thyroid issues. Some people deal with, you know, diabetes. So it all depends on who you are as a person, what your genetic history is, what your family history is. And you really, really should go to somebody who's an expert in those areas um, so that you get the proper help. And that way you're not just going based off of what you see. It's based off of what you know and what people know. Um, and the same goes for training. You can easily follow a YouTuber. You can easily follow an influencer. Um, but again, why would you go to um, a half doctor when, you know, you need a full medication? You need, you need to, you know, put in the time and effort and the money to get the help that you need from the people who know best. I just sit here and listening to you. You sound very educated. You sound like you know what you're talking about. So going backwards, what made you want to become a trainer? Um, so I actually quit um, all my life and I played 10 years of volleyball. And um, really the difference between what I've been learning is the difference between what an athlete is and a coach. And I've, I've done the athlete thing. I've had somebody tell me what to do. I've had somebody tell me what to do in the weight room. And um, what the difference is, is be, being able to transfer that now where I have to motivate somebody. I have to come up with the workouts. I have to be the one that's you know, telling you what to do in the gym. And that came about um, my sophomore year of college. And, um, you know, being at home after, you know, during summer break, it's hard when you're on your own in college and you got to come back home and listen to your parents. Um, so what I found as my sanctuary was going to the gym after my day, my day job. And um, I loved how my body felt. I love um, self-taught and a lot of the things that I started. Um, and then I was, I had a, a knack for motivating people. And a lot of my friends were like, oh, I love working out with you. And um, so what I did is I started my first uh, fitness uh, business called She Is Fit. And so that was my little side hustle where I was calling myself a trainer and I shouldn't have been, but I was uh, helping girls work out and teaching them how to uh, make their way around the gym. And that's kind of how it started. So She Is Fit. That was the birth of where you are now. Um, now, you've, you said you, you used to train even when you weren't certified, and now you are certified. Yes. What, what are your some of your favorite parts about being a trainer, some success, success stories, something like that? We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, my favorite part is really the growth and watching somebody transform. Um, right now I have currently 29 female clients and that's that I've had male clients, but for some reason I have 29 female clients right now. And um, it's, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, I get to empower women every day, um, which I love to do. And, you know, when they, a lot of times when, you know, these women come to you um, or come to me, 
Um, they, they have their concerns. You know, I, I don't feel good in my body. I don't like the way I look in my clothes. You know, my boyfriend or my husband's not looking at me the same and the things that women have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, when they come to you and they're, they're, they don't know how to navigate the gym, they're nervous about being in the gym because of men being in the gym and being that person for them, uh, watching their confidence over time just build and build and build um, and then watching them blossom and becoming strong and, and watching them do things that they never thought they would be able to do. That that's where my joy comes from every day. Um, and, and it's always a new with a different client. It's, it's always a new success. Um, so that's why I love to train the most. OK, so this is a common question. Just me being a trainer and also talking about fitness. Sometimes I just meet ladies and I'm just telling them I'm not trying to gain them as a client. I'm not trying to do anything with them. I'm just talking to them about the benefits of being healthy. And the first thing they usually ask me is, well, I don't want to lift weights because I don't want to look like a man or I don't want to look bulky or I look too muscular. Talk about that. Like, does lifting weights from your perspective make you more muscular, make you look like a man going on all that good stuff? Well, no. Um, and that is a lot of the times I get that a lot as well as, you know, like I, I've literally had somebody look at me and be like, I, I don't want to look like you. And I was like, well, you can't because I choose to look like this, but thanks. Um, <laughs> I, I think the, the stigma comes from what people, of course, it goes back to that thing where what people are seeing and they see the bodybuilders and they see those women who are, you know, figure models and things like that. And those, those people are three times a day and they have a strict diet and they're eating, you know, a ton of food to make themselves look like that. So that's the stigma. That's where that bulky, I don't want to look muscular, but that takes years of training. You know, the general population is never going to look like that. If you come to a trainer three times a week for an hour and that's all the time you're coming to the gym. But as women, it's very important for us to lift weights because, you know, we deal with, you know, osteoporosis. We deal with, you know, our muscle um, elasticity and, and the childbearing years and in our older years. We have to make sure that our bone density is strong enough to take us through our life. So it's very important, and I stress that with all my clients, that it's very important as women that we should be lifting weights, um, whether that's heavy or light or resistance training, whatever the case may be, as women, we need to be in gym because it's important to our, to our everyday lives and to our future health. So your former athlete, here's a big question. It's an important question. Do you think you can beat me in a race? Because I'm just saying. I don't think it's gonna happen. We talked about it before. Well, we kind of reach, you know, because I used to, I used to run track, Eric. I'm, I might smoke you in the one hundred. Hundreds, the hundred. Because you're, you're a big dude, so there's a lot of, there's a lot more weight being transferred. So I think I got you in that. See, but the thing is, I am a big dude. I weigh about two forty, I think. Okay. But. I know how to make 240 move and I, I don't lose my form. My arms still move the right way. My knees still come high when I run. Only thing that okay. might get me is the first 10 yards because I, I still come out my stance. If we're just doing a traditional track, stance, might be a little bit too high coming out of my stance. But other than that, I mean, move. you're being very strategic in this. Let's just run. Like I, I live right up. I live uptown. I live near Riverbank uh, Park. There's a track. Okay. It's hot outside. 
Let's go. Okay. I'm ready when you are. It's a different question. <laughs> Not a different question, but because I'm going to smoke you, you might need to have something. You might need to listen to something as you warm up. What were you listening to right now? Like maybe like I want to say three songs or three artists that get you pumped before your workout. Oh, please. Okay, I'm all right. So I actually listen to R and B when I work. No, you're not the first person who told me that, but go ahead. And the reason why I listen to R&B when I work out is because it's soothing. And it kind of, I don't know why. And there was, there was an article that I read um, not too long ago that, uh, that clarified why people listen to slower music and how that releases dopamines when you're working out. So I just have my 90s R&B playlist on repeat, to be honest. Um, I, I'm not a big trap person, so... More than likely, it's going to be, uh, you know, Maxwell, Alicia Keys, Luther in my ear while, while I'm sitting there pulling weight. So, um, but it is, it, is, it is a scientific uh, research behind how um, slower music does help, you know, people when they're working out a little bit better than um, the fast-paced music. That's interesting. That's interesting. I'm, I, I can see where that come, come comes in because... People tend to harmonize a little bit better or know the words to the songs a little bit better. Whereas if you listen to something more fast paced, there's still songs from the 90s that I'm like trying to rap and I'll be like, how come I don't know every word to this song? But, you know, that's a, it's a gift and a talent. So another gift and a talent you have are these daggone handstands. Now, I don't know how you do them. I don't know if I could do it without the wall assistance ever, but talk about what, what got you into doing those. Those, those are interesting. Um, so my goal for 2019 is I wanted to be a 360 athlete and coach. And when I say a 360 athlete, that means I want to be able to pull heavy weight. I want to be able to do high reps. I want to be able to manipulate my body weight um, through handstands, calisthenics, pull-ups, levers. Um, I, I just want to be able to do it all and be fast, be, you know, be quick, um, things like that. So with the handstands, um, it's taking me... I started training for that in November and now I can finally hold myself up without assistance in a wall. And I got the headstand completely down. And what is fun about it um, is, you know, you get to be upside down, you know, we live ourselves right side up and we get to be upside down and um, you would be able to, um, it's all about core strength. It's really technique. It's all about core strength. Um, and finding your balance. And once you find your balance, it literally feels like you're flying. Um, so it's a really cool feeling once you um, are able to find that, that counterbalance in the, in the exercise. And then you get to do cool stuff. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It really is cool. Like I said, I don't know if I would be able to do it without the ball assistance. Although I have become a little better when I take yoga, being just the upside down it's the upside down child's pose pose i think it's it's called so i have gotten better at that when i do yoga consistently which i do suggest all men do yoga because it really does help everybody should do yoga but i do it it. i I take pilates myself 
a lot of men don't do yoga as much. Uh, but I do think that it, it is very helpful. So if somebody wants to turn their fitness routine upside down, where, where can they find you? Your handles, Instagram, Facebook, any information um, you want so to do. I am big on Instagram. Um, so you can find me at d.terminedfitness. That's D as in dog dot T-E-R-M-I-N-E-D fitness. Um, that's my Instagram. My Facebook is my first and last name, Danette Stevens, um, which is also connected to my Instagram if you're interested in that. Um, you might have an auntie or a grandma who needs uh, working out. So, you know, send them my way. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a it's been a very wild ride, but it's been an exciting one. So y'all come with y'all. Ask for your tips, but only ask for one. And then the next <laughs> party for me, okay? After one tip, tip oh. one tip only, and then I don't have to charge you. <laughs> charge you. So this is DNS Stevens. I am your host, Eric Boom Salvary. I want to thank you guys for listening. And there's a workout and a race coming to you soon. So stay tuned. I'm ready. <laughs> and we will holler at you guys later. Peace.